Hi, my name's Carliana, and you're listening to CE Over It. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of CE Over It where we are going to be talking about times that you got burned, times that I got burned, times we all got burned. Uh, You submitted a lot of episodes, or episodes, stories that I'm excited to read. I also have a few of my own stories about times when I maybe like invested into an education program, like a course or coaching program, and I I got a little burnt. I, I... I didn't get quite what I thought or was promised to get out of it. And instead of being real sad and real bitter about this stuff, we are going to first in this episode just normalize it. We're going to laugh at ourselves a little bit about the times that that we did get burned. And then second, next week, and it's actually going to be a part one, part two episode because I just finished interviewing Emma and it was such a good interview, and it was so long that I, it was like an hour and 15 minutes, but I can't cut anything out, guys. Uh, so, yeah, next week we're going to be actually discussing this, because this is a conversation that Emma and I have had quite a few times where we have followed, okay, this is what X, Y, and Z guru is telling me to do. So I'm going to do it, and it's why is it not working? And we've talked, she, Emma Zander is one of my be- business best friends. We've talked about it so many times that I was like, you know what, this is a discussion that we need to bring to the public eye and have everyone talk about. So that'll be next week, uh, next week's episode. Anytime we have like a serious thing that needs to be talked about, I love to always like lighten it a little bit and do a episode. I say every time. I've only done it once now with this episode or this topic and with the money topic. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. So before we get into those stories though, let's get into our snacks and tracks little segment where I tell you what I am currently snacking on and tracking on, just kidding, what I'm listening to or watching while I design. Okay, let's first get into snacks, which I guess actually kind of has a life update with it. So the snack or more specifically the drink that I have been so obsessed with the past, mm, since I got back from Mexico, has been Aquafrescas. Oh my gosh, I don't know how. I never knew this, but guys, I was just in Mexico for a week on a vacation. It was so amazing. It was so fun. We went parasailing. We were without the kids. (laughs) We left the kids at home. And so we just had a trip with our family and just did fun things like play to the beach, parasailing, went to the beach more, did nothing, ate lots of tacos. And one of my favorite parts about the trip was the aqua fresca that they make, the fresh juice that they have in Mexico. Oh my gosh, I need, I need to learn how to make it because, okay, while I was in Mexico, I was like, oh my gosh, they, what they do is they like have a bunch of ice and water. And then if you want like a lime juice, they don't just like squeeze lime juice in there. They like put they actually put an entire full lime rind and seeds and all into the blender and make a juice like that. Like if you wanted, oh, the guayaba one was my favorite. So they don't have those here in the U.S., but they just put whole on guayabas there. And then, oh my gosh, it was so good. The, f- the freshest, tangiest, but also like sweet oh, juice that I have ever 
had in my entire life. Like, I'm not really a juice person. I like to uh, have a little bit of carbonation. But man, this juice was killer. Uh, and I tried to make it like the day that I got home and I made a lime one and it was absolutely horrible. It tasted like really, really limey water, even though I put a bunch of sugar and stuff in there. I don't know what I did wrong, guys. I need to YouTube it more and see if I can figure out how to make it because, oh, I dream about it every night. I have been so sad. I have not been able to recreate it since I got home. So that is currently the snack that I want to have currently on my desk, but I don't, unfortunately. Um, okay, and then what I am listening to. So, I gave this little update on my Instagram stories, but I am currently not redoing. I am updating and adding more to my signature course, Brand Mapping Method, which you've never heard of. Brand Mapping Method is like my course that teaches you how to solve big strategic problems. It's my brand strategy process packaged up into a course. And... I'm adding a lot to it. These are things that I've been wanting to add for a really, really long time and I finally have like time to do it. I'm wanting to add like um, an intermediate module to Brand Mapping Method because the brand strategy process that I have in there are really, really good. But once you like master those things, you kind of sometimes want to go, at least this is how I felt, like, okay, if I want to learn more about the competitor analysis or for this client, I feel like, we want to do a little bit more audience analysis or whatever. Like I had to learn a lot of those too. So for more intermediate, but maybe not totally always necessary brand strategy strategies, I'm adding an entire module to that. I'm also adding more information about how to actually take strategy and turn it into real life like assets, which we have stuff in the course on there right now. I just want to add more to it. I think there could be a lot more information about that. Um, we're adding a certification program. I'm adding so many more templates, so many practice sessions in the next few months. Anyways, I'm doing a lot, a lot to the course. And because, especially because of the sections where I'm adding like a intermediate advanced strategy module. And I'm also gonna be adding more about, okay, how do we take the brand strategy and turn it into assets, blah, blah, whatever. I'm doing a lot of research on this. I have not picked up a brand strategy book, honestly, in probably like a year. So I have like seven books that have come in the mail this week. And I'm really excited to read all of them. It's been really good to get back into the throes of, of just learning more techniques, getting different perspectives. It's been, it's been real good. And the first book that I'm actually listening to, it's an audiobook, is called How Brands Grow. And Who's it by? It's by Byron. Byron, let me get it for you. Byron Sharp. Byron Sharp. And honestly, I I have read a million branding books and a million marketing books. And I think that's part of the reason why I took a break on a year is because I'm like a little overwhelmed with them. And I don't really want another how-to book. I mean, I did not start this podcast to be a how-to podcast. I'm just overall really sick of how-to stuff. So I was a little hesitant to get this book, especially because I was like, you know what? There's probably not anything in here that I haven't already seen or known. Like I've literally read so many different branding and marketing books. But this book by How Brands Grow, I actually wish I didn't get the audiobook and I would have gotten a physical copy of it because it is, 
it reads like a textbook. It's pretty analytical and it's very, very database, which is actually what I really like about this book because other marketing books are good, but I haven't had something that yet that says this is the data and these are the studies that they've done to show and say this is the marketing that really works because I mean, how they introduce the book, as I say, like marketing is actually like a really new concept. Like it's only been around for like maybe 50 years. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally effing that up and it's been a long more than that, but it's still a pretty new concept. And he was saying like, if you think about like when doctoring and health was 50 years old, at that time, they were like draining people's blood, which was like the absolute worst thing that you could do. And it was killing so many people. And they knew absolutely nothing about being a doctor and being a healthcare provider. And so he's like, that's kind of where we're at with marketing. Yes, we have so much more knowledge and resources that we have now, but like, it's still not that old. And there's a lot of things that we're doing in the marketing world that, in the branding world that are just not helpful and actually bad for us. And so this book kind of, it's almost like a little bit of a buzzkill because it's like, here's everything that you thought was right. And it's actually wrong, but <laughs> it's good. I, I really like it, especially because there's so many studies, so much data um, in there. It's a pretty nerdy textbooky book. But if you're wanting to learn more about that, if you're a branding person, I highly, highly suggest you read it because it's going to really help you translate your what you're doing like, like any kind of strategy into an asset and into a marketing plan. I feel like branding people always need to know about good marketing techniques because we're always suggesting marketing techniques like that are going to be aligned with the brand. So uh, that's a really, really, really good one. Now, before we get into the stories, I want to preface by saying that we are going to be talking about a lot of times that, well, we, I mean, just the title of the episode, times we got burned by investing in education opportunities or really any opportunity that we thought was going to grow our business. And these are opportunities that we all need to invest in and we need to take risks in our business. Uh, this is important. Like, I don't want people to listen to this episode and then all of a sudden be scared to invest in education or to invest in new branding photos or invest in whatever it is that they think will really help up-level their business. Because in the next episodes, we're going to be talking a little bit about, okay, why is this a problem? How can we even navigate through the good and maybe not the bad, but the educators that are just not there for us, the ones that we're maybe not the best fit for, how do we pick and choose which one will be best for us? So I still to this day, even though I've been burned so many times, you need to, I need to invest. It's just part of the gig and uh, uh, ain't nobody immune to it. Even if you don't like investing in courses or programs, I promise you there's still other investments you probably have to make into your business, like materials or supplies or an accountant, right? I mean, we all have to make purchases in our business, right? You can maybe hustle your way to like six figures without making any, even then, no, you still have to like purchase supplies and stuff. Bottom line, I don't wanna scare you into never ever spending any money and holding onto it so tightly. Uh, 
In fact, I hope this has like the opposite effect where you say, hey, look, other people have made mistakes and purchased really crappy decisions and they're still okay and we're still fine. We're still at a multiple six-figure business, even though I wasted $12,000 of that, right? Like, oh, we'll get to that story in a second. Uh, we're fine and it's okay. Everybody makes bad business decisions. So if you have recently invested in something that you thought was going to grow your business, and it didn't grow your business as much as you thought it would, or if you've really ever done it, even if you haven't recently done this, let this be an episode to just heal your soul a little bit and know that, yeah, it sucks. I'm not even gonna try and press any unwanted positivity that you probably already know in your brain. Saying like, oh, you know, it's all gonna work out. Yes, we all know that, right? But yeah, it sucks too. It sucks and that's okay and we're all okay with that. We just need to acknowledge sometimes that that stuff sucks and we all do it. So without further ado, let's get into the stories. Okay, so my first story, we'll, we'll start with mine. Uh, about a year ago, I invested into not a $1,000 program, not a $2,000 program, not even a $5,000 program. Actually, not even, I was going to say $10,000 program, but I was on the payment plan, so it wasn't even $10,000. I actually paid $12,000. Just let that sink in for a bit. $12,000 for a program that uh, was not the right fit for me at all. I don't want to say that this wasn't a good program because I do know it's helped quite a few people. But for me personally, not a good fit at all. And the reason why I'm a little, why I feel like I got burned by it is because one, this program uh, doesn't offer any refund periods at all. So it was like I bought it and it was a huge risk. Went through the program and I was like, mm, didn't get as much out of it as I thought I would. Two, I reached out because I was a little worried about me. <laughs> in the program because I was like, uh, this is really what my problem is. And I let them know, I said, hey, here's my problem. I'm a little worried that I'm not the right fit because some of the things that this teaches, I, I've kind of already done that. But, um, you know, I want to do X, Y, and Z, whatever. And can, can this help me? And in hindsight, like there was something very specific that I was looking for from this course and they did have like a smaller option. But I don't know, guys. I am not the type of person to just, like, do smaller things. Like, if there's, like, a bigger option, I'm always like, oh, like, go big or go home. I don't know what is mentally wrong with me there. But, like, I can never, ever do the smallest option, especially when it comes in regards to education. I'm like, no, I need all the help. I need all the surrounding documents, all that stuff. And in light, I did not need all the surrounding stuff. <laughs> but also, like, the things that were being taught that were directed towards my goal, I'm trying to be as elusive as possible so nobody can know what it is, what course it is that I'm talking about because I do believe this is a good program and I love this person. Um, I just don't think it was good for me. Um, anyways, the one part of the program that I was really, really excited to learn for, from I, uh, was a little disappointing, I will say. It was basically like, take everything that you've already done, which I had, you know, mentioned before. I was like, these are the things I've already done, but I want to scale it. 
And so the part of scaling was like, just put it on repeat. <laughs> I was like, like there was a few things in there that were good and helpful. And I'm glad I learned. Was it worth the cost of the program? Maybe. Would I have purchased it again? No, probably definitely not. <laughs> but Sometimes I think about other ridiculous ways that I could have or that I would have rather have wasted my money on. Again, I don't think I wasted my money on this course, but there are other things that I probably would have rather have just wasted my money on $12,000 instead of this, maybe like buying a small plot of land in the middle of nowhere, buying 12,000 dumb little toys from the dollar store, filling that up in my backyard so that my kids could play with it. Oh, what else could $12,000? That could probably pay for like a nose job, some cool plastic surgery thing that I don't really need. I could buy so many drinks with that. That's like a lifetime of Starbucks. Lifetime. I should have just stowed it away and had that been my Starbucks fund for the rest of my life. Anyways, but again, it really wasn't a bad course. I think if I were to do it again, I probably would have bought in the smaller education opportunity that was more directed towards my problem that would have been way more worth it so this is again not a problem with the educator or this program this is probably a problem with me being insecure about myself to solve these problems for myself and so instead of buying the course that was going to solve my problem and that was more directed towards me and would have answered all the questions that I had I had to go with the big $12,000 option that covered way more than I needed and because it covered way more than I needed it just wasn't worth it to me so it was a me problem it wasn't the educator problem but at the end of the day it was still times that I burned myself oh, oh man I'm like all sweaty after telling that story Okay, let's move on to the stories that you guys submitted because, wow, you really, really outdid yourselves with these. Let's get into it. Okay, so first I have this story uh, from someone who shall rename, name, remain nameless, but this person did send me a uh, voice memos of this, which, as you guys know, I love because I love it when you guys get to tell your own stories, uh, but this does mention the name... <laughs> of an educator and a course that is widely known that I will leave in. I know you guys were probably expecting me to say, I'm gonna bleep it out, but I'm actually gonna leave it in. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm gonna regret that one day, but yeah, we're, we're gonna do it because I think, I think the name needs to be in. So, okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. Let's start playing it. Hey, so this is the story with the Tony Robbins course. Um, I started my business like two years ago and when I did I it was like a huge like moment for me I was breaking up with someone that I dated for like two years and um, just kind of like had this realization like I want more I was working my corporate job after graduating college so I was just kind of in that stage like figuring out what I want to do like I knew I wanted to do design but like how I wanted to do it and so anyways like the whole self-help stuff was a brand new concept to me and like I read Jen Sincero's books and that totally like kick-started me on this like path and um anyways yeah so like I quit my job and started my business which I don't think everyone should do, but somehow I magically made it work. It's seriously so hard. But anyways, I 
um, you know, was probably like a little. So I was probably a little vulnerable, just like knew all this stuff and buying into like, like now I fully understand why some things just aren't for people and it's very manipulative and like the way that things are marketed but I was like all about up leveling my life and blah 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 and like I did make some investments that like definitely helped me with this one Instagram coach which I actually went to high school with her but she was like big on Instagram and anyways but um yeah so yeah back to Tony Robbins though I basically somehow caught wind of like his new course and he was launching this like knowledge business blueprint is what it was called but it was basically a course about um how to make courses and how like doing education and selling like education you know like that industry is like growing and you want to get want to get in on it but here I was just but here I was just starting my business and I was like already thinking that I could become a millionaire from courses if you know what I mean but I hadn't really like learned the things yet that I would have been successful teaching I don't know it was just I basically just would watch the um this was before I would watch like I was familiar with webinars but I watched the webinars I'd be so stoked I was like oh my gosh yes but then I was like, I can't afford this. Like, it's probably a lot of money, probably a couple hundred dollars. I can't afford it. Like, I am just going to watch them and try to get all the information I can. But basically, it came down to it where they make it all time sensitive and they just make you feel like you are missing out on your entire life if you do not invest in this course. And I had, um, yeah, a credit card and uh, I bought the freaking thing. It was $2,000. Like, why? And I hate to say this. And I have not even watched a freaking... I don't think I've logged into the course yet. So, there you go. There's my stupid, humiliating story. I'm just like, why? Like... I don't know, I, I think it came down to it, and I was like, this is awesome, and I'm like, okay, I have this course for life, and then I just never logged into it, and then I did other courses that actually did help me, and were design specific, and they taught me how to be an actual website designer efficiently, and all this kind of stuff, and so I had this vague $2,000 course, and at the time, I just felt sick to my stomach about buying it, and anyways, it was so bad, but oh my gosh guys I had to put this one in there because I don't know how many of you watched this webinar from Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson or even remember this but I know exactly the moment that she's talking about where she went to go watch the webinar and da -da -da -da, felt so strongly that she's like oh my gosh I need to do this webinar because I had this exact same experience with this webinar. Like, I don't know what crack or drugs that they put into this webinar, but even before it started, I remember being like, thinking that this course or whatever it was that they were coming out with was going to change the world as we knew it. Especially because I was like in the throes of redoing my course BMM and I was like, this is exactly what I need and this is going to totally change the game. And oh my gosh, 
I, I was not planning on buying whatever it was that they were selling, but I did watch the webinar. And I remember like treating it as like sacred time. Like I kept my headphones in, I was like making dinner and I was paying attention to every single word that they were saying. It was, I thought I was listening to like a masterpiece. And what I was really listening to was like the selling manipulation tactics of the world, whatever. Um, anyways, I remember even though <laughs> I at that time was paying my friend Emma Natter, who is going to be coming on next week to kind of talk about this. Uh, I remember texting, I was paying her to help me recreate and launch my course BMM. Uh, and I texted her and I was like, I need this course. Like I need to, are you listening to this? Like, I think I'm going to buy it. And I was so close to buying it, but then she texted me and she's like, well, don't you like already know all of this stuff? Like, why do you need it? I mean, and at the time too, guys, I was paying um, about four or $5,000 a month for personal coaches to help me with this stuff. So did I need another $2,000 course? Absolutely not. She was totally right. And I'm so glad that I didn't end up buying it. But I was just, I just remember feeling like so intrigued by it because I was like, it was Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson, like people that had accomplished the impossible in terms of courses and being an educator. And I just thought that they were going to spill secrets that had never, ever, ever been talked about. And so I felt like if I wanted my course to be successful, which so much was writing on my course being successful, I was very, very desperate at the time to make it work and to make money from my first launch. Um, I... I was like, yeah, I am going to doubt myself again, even though I've already poured $5,000 a month to different coaches to help me do this. It was like this insecurity again of like, I'm not good enough. And so I need another course and they're telling me I need this. And they're obviously way more successful than me. So what do I know about this? Like, I'm not going to trust myself. I'm going to trust them more than myself. So I'm really glad I didn't buy it because um, there's probably a lot of good value in that course. I don't know. Um, but I am happy to report that my business did not fail and die like I thought it would at the end of that webinar if I did not invest. We're still here. We're happy, thriving, doing good. So shout out to Emma for saving me from that purchase. Okay, next story. Someone submitted or said, a coaching program I learned nothing from. It was supposed to be like a monthly thing, but when I said I didn't want to renew, I got kicked out of everything and that month wasn't even up. <laughs> I didn't know going into the first month that it was going to be all about social media and it was coached by a non-designer, which is fine because I was trying to learn biz stuff, but then she designed us social media templates and they were dot, 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 not good. And then she did like the laughing face emoji. I think also they were targeting all service providers and the material was really helpful. Whoa, wait, wait, sorry. Was only helpful if you were just starting your Instagram. And to their credit, they did reassess their program and they created a program for newbies and one for people who are more established. It was also someone who boasted how easy it was for them to reach 20 to 50K months. Oh my gosh. She said, hence why I'm scared. But I didn't really learn anything helpful about scaling. I think being able to achieve it for yourself is completely different from teaching people how to do it. 
like I was able to fully replace my salaried jobs income and get booked out relatively quickly, but I couldn't tell you how <laughs> the F I did that or teach someone else how to do it. A laughing face, laughing face. Oh my gosh, so much to unpack here. And yes, 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 yes. First of all, I love what you said where it's like, okay, it's so different from someone being able to achieve something and then being able to teach it. Teaching is a whole skill, my friends, a whole skill. Like my husband is getting his master's on learning. Actually, I think about it, my husband and my dad, my husband's getting his master's and my dad did way back in the day. They've, they're getting their PhD master's on how to teach, about how to teach. And they're not learning, okay, here's what you teach, but just how to be a good teacher. Guys, like there is a lot that goes into it. Just because someone says, hey, here's how I did it and I'm gonna teach you how I did it, doesn't mean that how they did it first is gonna be the best way for you. Second, you don't know if they're gonna be able to even communicate how they did it. There's so many times in my courses or in anything that I teach where I'm like, how did I do that? Like. It's hard to unpack sometimes about what really drove a successful business. And there's so many things that go into it. So many things that go into a result. That's why 10K Gigi, which is my program about how to charge 10K, that's why there's 14 hours of content in there, plus calls every single week. And there, I mean, there's a whole module just basically figuring out, okay, how do we even assess where to start because there's so many things that could be stopping you from getting to the goals that you want to have. So many things. Oh my gosh. So oh, I love that you said that. Also, we, we love a good, healthy glow up for them. Um, I'm glad that they realize that any, that the course is not for anybody. And if anybody ever says, oh, this is good for any service provider or any blah, 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 blah. It's not, it's too generalized and you're never gonna learn anything uh, because there's beginner strategies and there's intermediate strategies and advanced things. Like you have no idea where to start if you're just saying it's for everybody, right? So beware of generalized, but we love that they glowed up and we love that they came out with a program for newbies and for people that were more advanced. I actually made that mistake when I created my course a long time ago. Uh, before it was brand mapping method, it was actually the culture creating method. And the culture creating method um, is a course, I don't know, people bought it and liked it, but I am personally embarrassed of it. <laughs> and everybody that bought culture creator method got an automatic and free upgrade to brand mapping method because, uh, yeah, I'm a little embarrassed of it. I had that same problem where I was like, this is a course for every designer and I was not solving any real problems with that course. I just wanted to make a successful designer course and I basically just poured everything that I knew, whether it was helpful or not, and it was way too much generalized information into a course. And so that's why I ended up redoing it a year later. But uh, yeah, we love, we love a glow up. Oh, also, this is something that I wanted to touch on. Anybody who ever, 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 ever boasts about how easy it is to do a particular task that is difficult. Getting 20 to 50K months is a difficult task. Can it be simple? Yes. Easy? No. And if you're wondering if there is a difference between easy and simple, yes, there definitely is. 
I mean, because it's the same thing when people are saying, oh, I want to charge 10K. I'm like, oh, there could be just a few simple changes that if you make, you could be easily charging 10K. Are some of those changes easy? No. Are recognizing what needs to be changed easy? No. Things are not generally easy. And if they're saying, oh, you can just always do it. It's guaranteed. It's easy. Like you're not even going to have to stress about it. And it's something as big as like 20 to 50k months like uh, I, I, uh, I'm a little sketched out by that who knows I mean maybe there's people who say oh yeah it's easy and maybe they really mean simple or maybe they mean something different and they probably have good content but um yeah it makes me frustrated anytime someone says oh my gosh but that's so it's so easy to do it. Anybody could do it. And it's like, yeah, I get what you're trying to say where it's like, yeah, I, I feel where I'm like, wow, if I could get where I am today, I truly do feel that most people could. But at the same time, to just say it's easy and to say that anybody could do it just because you did it, no, 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 no. There are people who have much harder lives than we do. I mean, how privileged does that sound to say just because I did it means everybody can do it? Which I am not immune to saying that. I have definitely said that before in my life. Actually, all of these things that I'm like, wow, this is a sketchy situation or this is a no-go. I have probably done all of these things. I am no better than anybody else here. But yeah, if, if that is a main thing that someone is talking about, it being so easy, so simple, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I would swerve left to my friend. Okay, next one. Someone said a $100 bundle of a ton of courses from Jenna Kutcher and other random topics, which we never used at all. Didn't take one course from that bundle. Okay, I had to include this one in there because I bought this too. And I remember and know exactly the bundle that you were talking about. Now, I feel like bundles are a little bit more uh, relevant today than they were like a few years ago when this came out. And if you don't know like what a bundle of courses is, like a bunch of educators will get together and put in like a little course that they just kind of like made up or one that they don't really use anymore. And they'll bring them, pool them all together and they'll sell all of these courses that they would normally sell for like two, three hundred dollars and sell all of these for like ninety seven dollars. So you feel like you're getting an absolute steal, which I mean, in a sense, you kind of are. Um, but yeah, I've had the same exact experience. I even, like, there was one course in particular that I was, like, really excited to get, and when I went to go, like, put in all the information to get it, it never went through, even though I bought it and everything, and I, like, reached out to that person. I said, hey, I can't log in. Never got a response back, so I don't know. Um, I'm always a little hesitant of bundles about how good they are I don't know I think that they can be good especially if they're targeted towards solving a problem where it's like a marketing bundle or a blah 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 bundle I think that they can be beneficial but um sometimes it's it, you can have too much of a good thing a lot of people also said this about other courses that they've had where they're like oh I bought a YouTube course or Pinterest some kind of like marketing course or whatever and then they just never opened it up like I think we all have a course just sitting in our personal graveyard that has never actually been opened Okay, next one. Someone said, a super masculine business coach who I did not align with at all. Ugh, this one pains me because I hate that when you're like, Ugh. okay, I actually don't love anything that you're doing and I would never do it myself. 
Um, yeah, if you wouldn't switch lives with that person, I've heard this somewhere, I don't know where from, I'm sure you guys have heard it too, but if you wouldn't switch lives with the educator that you are wanting to hire, don't hire them because a lot of people, again, are teaching you, hey, here's how to do what I do. So if you don't want to do what they do, I would highly suggest we hit pass. Ugh, that sucks. I'm so sorry for that one. Okay, someone said, a beginner course thinking I needed it when in fact it was so beginner, I knew it all. <laughs> oh man, this one hurts. This is why I also feel like refund periods are really, really important because there are times when I'm like, even with my course brand strategy, brand mapping method, whatever, uh, I people are like, oh, I might know it at all. And I'm like, yeah, you might. You might know everything that I'm teaching you and it might not be helpful for you at all. That's why if you want to check it out for 14 days, check it out. And if you don't want it, let me know. And all you have to do is email us because, yeah, that sucks when you don't know what's in a course, but you don't know what you don't know. And so you're like, is there something I could be missing out on? You know, is there pieces to that that are going to make that $1,000 worth it? You don't know until you get in there. And so I love refund periods for that exact reason. I also think that a lot of us think that uh, we are more beginner than we actually are. Like, we think that everybody around us knows more than we do about running a successful business. When, in fact, we know more than we actually do. You are you are top-notch, my friend. Don't doubt yourself. Okay, last one. Someone said, I just feel like if I do all of the things, and she capitalized all the things, these things are people are telling me to do. I'm going to miss out on so much of my kid's life. I already work full time. I need to be super intentional and super upfront. I'm not trying to pay my dues. And she put that in quotation mark, pay my dues. I'm trying to build a real business while still being a good mom. I feel like I've missed out on so much with her already because I'm hunched over my damn computer. Yes. Preach. Yes, 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 yes. hundred percent agree. One thousand percent agree. If a program ever makes you feel do or die and like, I don't know. And sometimes even when people aren't trying to make you feel do or die because everybody is preaching and knowledge is so widely available, it feels do or die to us because there's so much out there. Oh my gosh. That it feels really overwhelming. Like you have to do it all. So this is your little daily reminder that you don't have to do it all and being super intentional is actually going to make you a better business owner and doing it all and being too scattered all over the place is no bueno. Uh, this is also why in the next episode, I'm talking to Emma Natter. This is such a great segue into that. Um, I loved her method. Everything Emma teaches and she has taught me about how do I take everything that has been forced upon me through so much education out there. How do I choose and find out what is the right method for me? And the heart story, all the story methods that she has has been so helpful in being really, really intentional with the business choices that I've made. Uh, so I, if you're feeling that way ever, where yes, we know, it's, it's kind of like a necessary evil, not even really evil, but like it feels evil and it feels pressing upon us to have to invest in education and learn more and do more. Da, da, da. There's a way to do it where it doesn't feel like it's more and it doesn't feel depleting and de-energizing. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to Emma about that next week. Uh, and that's going to be a two-part episode. So be prepared. 
that's pretty much all for this episode. Honestly, those are all the uh, stories that I have. So thank you guys so much for submitting them. Seriously, I don't think you know how much it means to me that you guys submit stories. It also means so much to me when you share the story on your, or share the podcast on your Instagram stories. Like, oh my gosh, that seriously means the world to me. I don't think you guys know how truly grateful I am for that. Uh, and if you have a second, if you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, it just makes me feel a little bit better, honestly, and uh, helps me know, yeah, this is a good thing that we want to keep doing. Um, also, I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. I keep wanting to put this in a podcast, but I keep forgetting that I am creating my own sponsor sponsorships for this podcast, which is basically just an affiliate code that I have, but is an affiliate code that I love. If you guys have never heard of um, Logo Package Express, I have been trying to get an affiliate code with them for forever, and I finally got a TikTok to go viral about this Adobe extension, Logo Package Express. Got like over 100,000 views. And after that, they gave me an affiliate code. So I have an affiliate code for you guys for, I think it's uh, $20 off uh, for this pa this uh, Adobe extension, which let me explain to you what it is. It's so freaking amazing. If you, I'm going to put the TikTok in the show notes or in the links or whatever so that you guys can kind of see how it works because in my TikTok, I actually show you how it works. But basically, if you are trying to export logos any brand file and that takes you forever because it does you know you have to do all the color variations you have to do some with the word mark without the word mark some without little description at the bottom some without it oh my gosh it's like a million different variations this adobe extension tool not only creates all those variations automatically for you but it also organizes them into folders and it names them it is a beautiful amazing tool and it's like only 97 dollars plus with my code you can get $20 off, so it is such a steal. So I'm gonna put the link for you guys to purchase that uh, that extension in the show notes, whatever. I don't even know what it's technically called. In the links in the podcast, you can go ahead and purchase that, and I'm making my own little sponsorship. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week when we talk with Emma Natter to have more of a deep but also fun discussion about the weird cultural implications and how to navigate all of this education stuff. So I'll see you next time. Have a fabulous week, my lovelies.